it's funny. Like we think about super heavies and destroyer weapons, like they've been around for so long, but they were not even part of the game, the core game until, right. What, like sixth edition, I think is when they brought them into like APOC yeah. games. And then seventh edition, they were yeah. not really like, they were kind of frowned upon to bring them, you know, but now in Horus heresy, it's like, Everyday list will have destroyer weapons in them. If you play Solar Ox, your heavy support choices are super heavies. Yeah. And th- well, that's super heavies in general. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if you look back, I mean, super heavies, yeah, you're right, weren't taken. It was like, why would you bring a super heavy? That's like way OP, you know? But now in 30K, like there's entire lists, the Questorus Knight lists that are all super heavies. Super heavies have definitely become like a, like a very common thing, you know, and destroyer weapons along with them. It's a Horus Heresy staple. I feel like it is, right? Like, that was the big thing about Horse Heresy, was being able to bring destroyer weapons in a 2,000-point list. Yep. How was your day, guys? Uh, it's going good. Been doing a lot of shopping. Um, busy with the uh, little lady over there. I'm not sure if you can hear her in the background. Yeah, I can hear her. She's talking about the lighthouse picture. Nice. We went to, um, what is that, Publix, where they have the little tiny uh, uh, shopping carts. Oh, yeah. She loves those things. Cool. Yeah, you feel like you're helping, right? It's a pretty uh, decent grocery store. Yeah, um, it really is. And it was amazing. Like, as soon as we got there, we got out of the car, and the guy was like, hey, huh, you guys need a cart? And I was like, whoa, uh, no, we're good. We can grab one from inside. you know." And he said, well, has she been a good girl today? And I said, yeah, she has. And he said, good enough for a sticker? You know, she lit up. She loves stickers. And uh, I was like, damn, that's the reason to come shop at Publix is because of people like that, you know? Like, you can get the food anywhere else. But you can't get service like that from anywhere else. Yeah, I think grocery stores are definitely like figuring out the whole marketing aspect to kids. Um, there are a couple grocery stores. Like I know Trader Joe's in Williamsburg will hide a, uh, and it's not like hidden in like a difficult place to find. It's like hidden in plain sight. It's like this. Uh, I think they call them uh, for something, and you, they just stick them in places. And if you find him, then you can like go find a Trader Joe's you know, um, customer representative dude. And, and, uh, and they'll like give you a cookie or they'll give you stickers. It's pretty cool. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. They did it in public during the Christmas. They had an elf on the shelf somewhere in the, in the, in the store. Oh man. Um, I do like to see actually, no, you couldn't No, Not that I really looked for him, but at the same time, I'd keep one eye open just in case. Jesse'd see it and push, shove some kid out of the way. Be like, this is my cookie. My fucking elf on the shelf. (laughs) <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm here. Um, what was it though? We uh, there's some like grocery stores I noticed that do like what is that called Con- confection or whatever. Like when you're about to check out, there's always like candy and that kind of stuff that's yeah. there, right? And kids always like that's the last thing you need. You're about to check out, and the kids start screaming they want candy or whatever. So it's good to see that some grocery stores actually have like confection free aisles too, where it's like there's none of that. You just go check out. So there's no like last minute candy for you yeah. to freak out and throw a tantrum about. Harris Teeter in um, Williamsburg offers like free sugar cookies to kids too. Like you walk in and there's like a little free sugar cookie and I'm, they're just, just like plain sugar cookies. Yeah. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Let's get them started up for this shopping yeah, trip. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are these, man? And I was like, this is a dog biscuit. And I looked and I was like, oh, sugar cookie. And then I wanted to get one, but then I felt like people would judge me. Yeah. The, um, the public around me uh, during their grand opening, like even for the past few weeks, they've been like just super nice to the point of where it's almost annoying. Like, do I really want to go into Publix and just be badgered by, hey, can I help you? Can I help you? It almost felt like yeah, going into a uh, car salesman. Like- 
like trying to get a car, buy a car, and it's just people come up to you. It's like, no, just just let me browse. Wait, Dave, there is a heater right next to UVA that doesn't do the sugar cookie thing anymore because like wasted college students would come in there and grab (laughs) both of them. Of course. Yeah, I know I would. Totally. Off topic, but did I ever tell you the story of my buddy in college who he ended up college and starting his own business selling sausage, egg and cheese muffins from 2 a.m. to like 4 a.m. Oh, man. In the dorms. First year, like we were we were like we were in the dorms together and we were like hanging out, going to class. And he started doing this like dorms, like this sausage, egg and cheese business where he would just like deliver to people right like he was just cooking on the fucking dorm kitchen stove like you know, like uh what are those like english muffins with like a sausage patty and it was crazy man found he got so many like like he expanded to the the rest of the campus and then he just went like he was like i'm i'm out (laughs) he's like dave (laughs) i'm out man i'm making like 3k a month i'm done he's like this is a full-time gig now yeah Genius. That's an entrepreneur right there. So I'm looking at pictures from your guys' event, and uh, that is pretty cool. It's like a mini uh, Big Blam. It's a lot, it looks like a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Definitely yeah. scratch that Big Blam itch. Very good, because, man, there are so many nights. I love it. Well, I think what was so cool for me is that, you know, Joe came down and mm-hmm. uh, fucking drove your first time meeting it, dude. Yeah, well, no, I met him at I met him at uh, Nova, yeah, for, for a Richmond 30k D43 event. Pull in somebody from Nova, from Connecticut, who's going to get in the car and drive fucking nine hours, dude. It's down here just to party with us, play games with us. I mean, that's huge, man. Yeah, that was absolutely. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Super yeah. cool guy too. Well, I think that's the thing, right? With heresy, is people are willing to travel for community you know what i mean i mean you hear about the guys in australia with the eye of horse and they they travel to the other side well maybe not the other side of the continent but like you know they'll travel all over that continent to get games because they they've got events going on constantly and i mean it's the same thing you know we have adepticon and nova um and then the lvo and people do travel for that they will go to extremes to to get games in you know i think he was i think joe was planning to go to lvo uh was it next week week after is the lvo already coming up then yeah yeah it's Right around the corner. And apparently, it's either Adepticon or LVO has their own section now, apparently. Yeah. Not like a little corner carved out of the 40K. Like they have their own yeah. straight-up convention hall. Yeah, I think that's um the Adepticon. I thought I saw uh, uh, Mark talking about that on the uh, Facebook page, saying like, hey, guys, this is going to be huge. Yeah. No, it looks really awesome. It's a shame, you know, 30K is dying. Nobody's showing. Up I know, anymore. man. Everybody's so, selling so their sucks. armies out, and uh, just the game—the game isn't what it used to be, man. It sucks now, you know. <laughs> um, so, do we have everybody here who's going to be here? Is Rob and uh, Steven going to make it? No clue. We got uh, ten minutes still to be us, man. These sure, pictures look sure. so good. I love seeing um, what's his name, uh, our guy, militia dude, Austin. Austin. <laughs> uh, yeah, seeing all his units barricaded inside of Jared's fortifications and they were holding the line too yeah they did that after the secessionist trader turn one i was like this is this is gonna go downhill from here man you know but fucking loyalists came back dude 
just strong. You guys did really good with the terrain too. It really does feel like a like a Mechanicum zone, like a lot of with the uh, Mechanicum piping and all that other stuff you guys chose. Really good. Yeah, thanks. That's that's personal terrain that I've been collecting for a while, man. Um, yeah, really fits the theme well. I love it. Adding on to that building, that that I mean that um, Sector Mechanicus, I think the GW terrain. It's just mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. fucking cool, man. Oh, yeah. so cool, and it works for so many different systems. They're putting bigger bundles out there too, and it's like. Hmm. Need to grab they some do, more. Right? They're like, they're like, we just got to get this stuff off the shelf because we got so much of it. So I know that uh, two of the Reavers were yours. Were they the only two Reavers there? They were, and they both died with the first turn. Which oh, is, man, you man. know, yeah. it's like biggest thing on the table, right? Just of course, I can focus fire on it, man. But uh, yeah, um, destroyer rules. Did you guys use your version of it or the rule or the um, the one that Nova does? Um, we got used the one straight out of the new rule book. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think we I think we played faithfully to the new rule set, and actually, I learned something I'm going to talk about today on the on the cast. Uh, I don't know who picked this up, but it was probably Robbie or somebody. But um, at age, I don't know where it is, but it's the destroyer weapon table. So whatever, it's page it, nine. Or hang on one second, man. He's like, I got where are you going with this? Page 193. The Destroyer Weapon Attack Table on page 193. Oh, by the way, guys, I am recording right now. been recording for the good, past good. 15 minutes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's good. I like the uh, general conversation that happens. But yeah, I mean, all right, if we're recording, we'll let's this- get into this, right? Let's get right yeah, into this. Okay. We'll just do a... The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adherent of the Mechanicum, or a brave mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find a home here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hold open, which is totally cool. Uh, Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat podcast. This is Jesse Irvin. We got Will, Jason, and Dave with us right now. Hey guys, more people may be joining, so... uh... Yeah, we may get to talk to some other people like Steven and Rob, the usuals, we'll see. Uh, we got uh, some, you know, general conversation going on, and the big thing today is the Red Book. The new Red Book that just came out, Age of Darkness, version 1.0. Uh, and as you probably heard in the cold open, um, we're going to go right into this with the Destroyer table, since we just had a big blam game. Um, David, you want to take that away? Yeah. Uh... So we did have a a mini big blam, if you want to call it that, event on, uh, it was awesome, Um, fun I've had in, uh, outside of a, like a Nova Adepticon uh, LVO kind of setting in a long time, we had Joe drive down for it, but, uh, (laughs) hold on, I'm out, little dude just infiltrated the, uh, the setup, hold on, time out, Ocean. All right, dude. Come on. Awesome. But yeah, so we got great pictures. We had a, a D43 narrative event campaign battle yesterday called uh, Ariana Forge, the secession of Ariana Forge. And we've got plenty of um, pictures and whatnot on the Richmond 30K Facebook page. So if, you ever, if you're interested, go and check it out. Cool. Surgeons have been uh, displaced. Yeah, so... Uh, so- a uh, big glam event that we did was perfect entree into talking about 
Um, well said. Because I think if you know anything about me, if you've been listening to the podcast, big fan of Titans, um, big fan of the uh, the big toys on the table, all about Destroyer, uh, all about Destroyer rules. And trying to get your head around has been a little bit of a, a journey for me, a little bit of a conundrum. Because when I started playing with and uh, and Jesse, called the optional destroyer rules, right? And that was like that was yep. the RV a thirty k thing, and yeah, it was a uh, strength ten AP one ignores cover instant death armor bang and primary weapon I think. And you know that the, the optional table was really cool. I loved it personally. You got a better mean damage overall. You, you definitely did. Um, under the old destroyer rule set, you you definitely did the. Um, the optional Age of Darkness Destroyer Weapons rules were sort of hidden in the uh, Legion of Stardust Crusade Army list. The first uh, Istvan Campaign Limited Edition Horus Heresy rule set. So if you were lucky enough to get like the books 1, 2, and 3, five books, then you got the first Legion of Stardust Crusade Army list, and then you, I think you got the pain legions right which became the red books but on page nine of the legion of Stardust crusade army list that first red book if you will it was black but uh they released optional age of darkness rule destroyer weapons like will said it takes them from being d weapons to uh counting as strength 10 sunder ignores cover uh, in addition, successful invulnerable saves taken against hits from destroyer weapons must be rerolled. Each unsaved wound from a destroyer weapon inflicts D3 plus 1. Each penetrating hit from a destroyer weapon causes D3 plus 1 uh, once you roll on the appropriate vehicle damage chart. So, I mean, I mean, right off the bat, man, you're like, dude. I- Very nasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right off the bat, like you said, you're going to decimate infantry like you feel a destroyer weapon should. And you're going to have a very good chance of taking out armor like a destroyer weapon should. Um, and you don't have to worry about being that guy who removes somebody's Bane Blade turn one because you rolled, you know, two sixes in a roll. At the most, you can get is seven whole points with this. Now, you can take out somebody's knight, yes, but, you know, it's it's a knight. I, I mean, sorry. But it's like those big, big super heavies cannot just get deleted turn one. I think that's one of the most important parts about the optional D rules. Like you said before, they give you a much better mean damage, and it pulls... I always thought the D rules were very odd, because on a that swingy roll of a six, you know, was it uh, six plus D6 wounds that you can't take any sort of save against? Yeah. That always seemed odd to me because no other mechanic in the game works like that. I guess maybe stomp. stomp. Yeah. Yeah, sort of similar, and that just removes models. And the thing I think is important there, I learned way back playing Fantasy, nobody likes not being able to roll dice. Like, if you charge a big giant unit into theirs that just completely steamrolls it, they're going to be much happier if they get to roll a few dice, you know, even if it's kind of lopsided against them. But when uh, in fantasy, when uh, Empire and Dwarf players would just have these laser-guided cannons, and on turn one, they just knock out like a big giant dragon. They spent like 15 hours painting. 
It's like, sorry, bro, cannon, uh, 10 wounds, take it off. Nobody likes that because they don't get to roll dice. And that swingy roll six to win deal with uh, D weapons was kind of the same deal, I think. Yeah. Like yesterday, sorry, Jason, I'm going to bring it up again with the Porphyrin. <laughs> oh, yeah, no worries. It, it was a little crazy. So luckily during the game, the Porphyrin managed to get off a skew, uh, squeeze off a few shots. But it came to the point where I had a paladin closing in to charge. Well, he managed to charge first with the Porphyrin. He was, what, did he fail his uh, his Hammer Wrath attack? Yeah, I think he dinged a single hull point off you on the Hammer of Wrath. It might have been. I can't remember. But he's, his initiative is lower, right? Or is yeah, it, was it initiative three. Yeah. So I managed to um, make my attacks, rolled three dice, managed to hit with one. Rolled a six for the D chart and rolled a two for a total of eight whole points and just completely removed the porphyrin off the board. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and um, while okay, I mean, it's a little odd. I mean, because you're fishing for sixes, sure, essentially, and that's why I kind of like the optional D rules is because they got people away from that. That felt like a very, it felt like a very forty k mechanic, kind of left over, you know. Yeah, agreed. It balanced it out, right? Like it took Apocalypse rules that I think were kind of mashed into 7th edition um, base rulebook. So core rules. So it's the first time we got like super heavies, first time we got destroyer weapons, first time we got primary weapons was 7th edition. Yeah. It took APOC from 2012 uh, and they just kind of crammed it in to 7th ed. And when they did that, they took the destroyer weapon table and they kind of tweaked it. Or uh, in Apocalypse, there were n- never cover saves. Like you'd never take a cover save against a D weapon. Um, they sort of took all of that uh, power and they shoved it into the roll six to win, just like Jason said. And it made it this panic of um, roll six and you're not going to get a cover save. You're not going to get an involve save. You're not going to get a save of any kind. Just do massive damage to you, right? Six wounds or six hull points plus, and uh, I mean, well, see that was that was needed in apocalypse. I mean, when you've got like fifty thousand points on either side of the table, you know, you could be here for the next three days rolling saves and whatnot, or just take this blast, no saves, remove some models, keep on going. But in these smaller games and things, it's not. I don't know. I don't think it fits very well i guess my 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 sorrow my heartburn right talking about the red book getting back to the the new rules the age of darkness is that the optional d rules didn't port over sure i'm not sure why since they were i mean they're just optional right uh just like the panoply of war just like some of the alternate uh force organization charts leviathan but it's it's optional i mean it's your choice I don't know why Forge World didn't decide to on bringing those optional destroyer rules because I think they are, on the whole, a much more balanced uh, approach to uh, these super powerful weapons, right? These volcano cannons, uh, cannons and uh, rules in general. It did always feel odd that they did not ignore cover with the basic rules. So if you're shooting a massive building-leveling volcano cannon at a whole bunch of guardsmen camped out in a ruin, more than 50% of them just aren't going to you know, care that much. Yeah, because the only time it ignores saves is on the 6, right? Which the rest could... of the time they're getting saves on the D chart. Well, unless it's Mirage, and then you get a... Um... 
There's Steven. Say hey. hi, Steven. Hello. How many destroyer weapons are barrage though? Um, well, I know the Vortex rockets. Um, I don't know if the... Vo- I think the Vortex rockets just straight up ignore cover because they're Vortex. Um, but the Apocalypse rocket launchers on the Reaver and on the Warlords are definitely Barrage. Oh, but they're um, APOC Barrage, right? They're not your like your standard Barrage. That's completely different. Well, they Correct. just use a different... They just use a different type of template for allocating hits, but they're still Barrage for all intents and purposes. Yeah, but you can't, like, snipe with them. They're n- they're not no. Barrage. They're completely different. In but fact, I mean, it's they, like they ignore cover like Barrage does, or at least, you know, cover that isn't area terrain. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, some optional rules are missing. Uh, like I said, I'm, I've always loved the optional destroyer rule, and if it wasn't for the fact that at the events we attend, you know, they don't use the optional rule, I would still ha- have everybody still using it here in, you know, Richmond. But the fact is that everywhere we go outside of Richmond uses the standard D chart. And I am definitely a proponent for like a train as you fight kind of guy. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's just better to get in the mindset of using the chart, even though there are better options out there, in my opinion. Yep. And now yeah. it's pretty much official in the red book now. No more optional D chart. Yeah. Just clar- clarifying the rules within the community, right? Like, so we don't have like the, uh, you know, the awkward you know, show up to an event and you're like, well, I think this is how destroyer rules work. And, but no, I don't, you know, so I think we actually, uh, it doesn't matter what you think, because this is what the rules say. No fucking rules is written, right? <laughs> so yeah. So uh, rules is written page 193 in the new age of darkness rule book attack table. Um, something that we, I think discovery learned this, uh, this weekend was, on the destroyer weapon attack table two to five or six it says there's a penetrating hit that causes it to lose yeah we were talking about that a couple weeks ago how it specifically states penetrating hit for the purpose of the um exoshock rule that you see on a lot of uh the anti-tank hunter guys well we're talking about penetrating hit so when you get hit with a d weapon on a vehicle you still roll that penetrating hit see what happens on the vehicle damage table as well as yeah. the Yeah, exactly, because it is a penetrating hit, yeah. yeah. But exactly. also, like so, I said, for the purposes of Exoshock, it still um, causes, like, snap firing. Oh, right, like on the Falchion. Exactly. Cool. Because a lot of people are wondering, well, how am I supposed to get this Falchion that's a destroyer weapon to actually use its Exoshock ability? Well, it's in the rules that it says it's a penetrating hit. So there you go. But yeah, like you said, you can also then roll on the penetration table. Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. So I think the... I was like prepared to come onto the cast and be like, destroyer weapons are fucking suck, right? Compared to like a like a, a Valdor tank hunter that's strength ten AP one, you know. But I think given that uh, it causes a penetrating hit, so you're rolling, you know, two to five, which is what you're going to do ma- majority of the time. You're causing D three hull points, but then you get to go over to the vehicle penetrating uh, penetration chart and roll a D six, man. And on a six, you're caught or, or five if you're AP one. Uh, because they actually, uh, destroyer weapons actually have an AP value. You just got to look in the back of the book at the rules, mm-hmm. find out what your weapon profile is. You're causing an additional D3 wounds, right? Or you're at least getting... Uh, yeah. Or exploding it if you're shooting it at a rhino. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they definitely do um, pick up some slack elsewhere, like you said, by, by writing in that they penetrate, you know? Yeah. I think that, 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 makes, that makes them uh, still probably better than a you know your your standard ap one strength 10 ordinance kind of tank hunter weapon 
uh, just because oh, y- yeah. you can D three D three wounds like just about any other weapon. Most you can do is going to do one whole point anyway, no matter how fancy it is, unless it's got exo shock or just special rules. I can on a fucking armor fourteen flare shielded Spartan. You still got to roll That's that right. six, man. Right? Yep. yep. You know. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think destroyer weapons still definitely, uh, hold the top tier. Only other thing I wanted to talk about is the, uh, the mind fuck of the entry on, I think you guys know where I'm going with this page 44 in the new rule book has the entry for primary weapon. So this did not change at all. Uh, oh from, boy, here we go. I'm going to tone it down though, Steven, put it down. No, no, just go go full in the paint. Just do it. I've, Let all of your primary weapon hate ride. This was a significant emotional event for me. Um, I feel like I got called into the principal's office on this. Uh, I was having this conversation in our uh, in our Facebook chat group. Bill came online, and uh, the next thing I knew, I was in a uh, I was in a private chat with uh, the guys from Grand Legion in Nova. <laughs> Felt like I was like uh, reporting to the principal's office, but no, so it's all out, good. Laid out for us. Weapon, uh, primary weapon did not change from the core rule book, but it says uh, I'll just read it here so you guys have it because I think it's an often overlooked rule. A model shooting a primary weapon shoots the number of times indicated on its profile whether or not the bearer has moved. A model carrying a primary weapon can fire it in the shooting phase and still charge into close combat in the assault phase. In addition, when you roll for armor penetration by a primary weapon, roll two dice instead of one and pick the highest result. Rolls 2d6 for armor penetration because of armor bane special rule, for example. Roll three dice instead of two and pick the two highest results. Standard, like, cut and paste from 7th ed uh, base rulebook. But then they change the example entry. Battle cannon, whatever. uh, Volcano cannon? Changed it in the in the base rulebook in the seventh ed base rulebook. It was a battle cannon, and they gotcha. changed it to a volcano cannon. These falchion. I don't know why they did that, but whatever. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> range one twenty. I'm back. All right. Very weapon one, large blast. Okay, you guys are following along at home. So what range is it again? Strength D, AP two. Primary weapon one, large blast, five inches. You're following along at home. Primary weapon, fuck all for the destroyer weapon table because you're not rolling armor penetration. Okay, so right there. Hold on, I want to stop you, right? Oh. You're not rolling armor penetration? Um, Then how would you roll the vehicle damage table? This was the mind fuck I came to at like four (laughs) o'clock this afternoon. I was like... What page is the destroyer on? 44. Well, no, no, that's the, that's when it talks about. Um, that's the one you guys are talking about. Where's the rule for the destroyer table? Oh, that is uh, 193. I, okay, so you're talking about that's the. Okay, one sec. Now I need the full rule where it says rather than roll. Oh, destroyer weapon. Gotcha. One second. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Will does what I did like probably like five hours ago. Um, decide in legalese if this is legitimate or not. Um, the. Interesting backstory to primary weapon and destroy weapons, which I'm still not completely 100% sure on, but I think they both appear first. Um, 2012, the Apocalypse book that's got the fucking cheesy corn demon thing on treads with like a ton of skulls. What, do you guys remember what that was? The wheelchair god, the Lord of Skulls. 
comic book version of some kind of fucking Lord of Skulls thing on tracks with a giant act. It was just like I looked at that and I was like, I'm, I'm no. But anyway, that's where it comes from. The first time primary weapon and destroyer rules appear. Please fact check me, people out there on the internet listening to the podcast. If you guys, if I'm all fucked up, please uh, send us a message and let us know. But to my knowledge, the first time these two rules appear is in 2012 APOC, which is 6th edition. And I don't think primary weapon has ever done anything for a destroyer weapon. A destroyer weapon has the weapon type primary weapon. Everyone. Every fucking destroyer weapon has primary weapon. Uh, it leads me to question either my sanity or rules writers at GW for uh, including it as such. And I will... Uh, so for destroyer weapons, it's page 163. And I'll, read gotcha. off the, uh, I'll read the stuff off here in a second. Okay. But yeah, I don't know why they have primary weapon with destroyer when I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a little weird. So, destroyer weapons. If a weapon has a D instead of a strength value in its profile, it is a destroyer weapon. To resolve a destroyer weapon's attack, roll to hit as you would for a standard attack. If the attack hits, roll on the table below instead of rolling to wound or for armor penetration. <laughs> Most destroyer weapons have AP1 or AP2, so armor saves are not typically allowed. Cover saves and invulnerable saves can Go be back taken to against... Well, anyway. Go back a little save. where, David? What's that? You said go back a little. If the attack hits, roll on the table below instead of rolling to wound or for armor penetration. So, yeah, it's weird. So most destroyer weapons have AP1 or 2, so armor saves are not typically allowed. Cover saves and removal saves can be taken against destroyer weapons as normal, unless devastating hit or death, roll, death blow results is rolled. Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Because it says rather than roll for armor penetration, but it doesn't say that you can't roll on the vehicle damage table. So yeah, destroyer weapons still use the vehicle damage table, which is amazing, because I thought they <laughs> didn't. That's huge. That's huge. That's, a, that's what we thought at... Um... During Ariana Forge too, until a yeah. uh, yep. until a knight exploded on another knight and killed it. Ariana Forge, what are you talking about? Uh, our event that we did yesterday. That was not Ariana Forge, was it? Yeah, it was yeah. Ariana Forge. What? I thought. What was the name of the? Oh, Grey Worm Manufacturer. Oh man, I got yeah, confused with Grey Worm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Grey okay. Worm was long, long ago. To yeah, see pictures of Ariana Forge, go to our Facebook webpage at Richmond Thirty K. Plug that one more time, please. Richmond30K on Facebook. Also, check out our new website we just put together. That's right. Richmond30K.com. It's a uh, blog that the guys have started up, and uh, we post tutorials and how-tos and rants about uh, whatever we like or dislike. Steven's got a really in-depth one about um, you know his favorite types of chicken, so check it out. What really grinds your gears. Castellians yeah. grind my gears. God, they're they so broken. They're so cheese broken. Oh, that's that's that's, that's a hot cool. topic right now. We're gonna yeah we're gonna step away from that one before we hurt somebody's feelings again. Did um, all right. I'm so, sorry. I, what I happened? Really, what was the uh, result? What was the conclusion of your uh, of your collaboration? Mine. My, my, my huge breakthrough was to realize what you realized that the fact that it destroyer weapon doesn't say you don't roll on the vehicle damage table. It says you don't roll to penetrate, but it doesn't say you don't roll on the vehicle damage table. So right. here I've been. Like, I had no idea. That's amazing. That is super cool. And then where's uh, primary weapon? Let's get that out of the way. Let's go back to that. We're backtracked. 
That was what? Uh, Page 44. 44. You guys ever run into that issue where you don't have enough bookmarks? <laughs> they give you one, but we <laughs> could use a few. Like red ribbons in the book. Yeah. Okay, so what about primary weapon? I'm going to go over this again real quick. Let me, let me sure. read this in my head. And you guys can talk amongst yourself. Do you think that we uh, nuked Japan to uh, win the war? Or do you think we did it to scare the Russians? Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> Discuss. Why not both? I yeah, mean, little, little like column A, little recent. column B. What good is using a bomb if you can't scare your allies? I love that we only had two, and we like we like used one, and they were like, "Oh fuck, they didn't surrender." We're like, "All right, drop the second one." Look, guys, we really don't want to use this, but we will. We swear to God, we will. Okay, so good discussion. I've read over primary weapon, and yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that somewhere in their primary weapon said that you got to re-roll on the vehicle damage table, but it's not. It is for armor penetration, which then conflicts with destroy weapons because you're not rolling for armor penetration. Sigh. I mean, like... I pay. Yeah. It's like, why? Why even have fucking primary weapon when you so Is it so, like, knights and titans can fire them and still charge? Because, I mean, it does... I think that's what it is, is because it's supposed to to mimic the ordinance rule, like Matt Boyce was talking about. Yeah, so you don't don't snap fire with all your other weapons. I get that, right? But I thought it seems like heavy three or heavy two or, like, primary weapon, like, is a meaningless rule when you put it the same entry as a destroyer weapon. It's fucking meaningless. You could have said heavy three or heavy two, or you could just not have said anything. Hey, hey, don't talk about primary weapon like that. It has feelings too. Come on, if they'd have said nothing, David, that'd be even more like, oh, well, how many shots do I get? I have no idea. Uh, let's well, just uh, Then you can fall back to the heavy one or heavy two. There's, right. there's got to be a reason either right. that was lost or, to another edition or just... Somewhere else. Forge World, Forge World editors, if you're listening to this, please get in touch with us at Richmond30k. Yeah, we we at know you do. We, we need to know. We need to find out. Yeah. Of course, we've got the website now. Yeah. That's, oh, basically, that's basically the only reason we made the website is just so that Forge World would have a platform to, to contact us on. Yeah. Uh, Forge World, you can email us at rva30k at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, have your people talk to our people, and then uh, we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I, I think we're getting hung up on this right now. So let's let's talk about something else besides primary weapon. All right. So what I did was I started off with, uh, in the old rule book, page I believe it's eight is where it starts with the core rules, and in the new rule book, we got uh, I think page fourteen. Is where it starts. Yeah, core rules, right? So I went through this core rules section, and I'll tell you the only thing that has changed as far as core rules and core mechanics is the fact that um, examples, you know, it's not going to tell you that uh, a space marine tries to fire at an orc. It's going to tell you that an ultramarine Legion of Stardust tactical marine tries to fire at a Death Guard Legion of Stardust tactical marine. I do like that. It's a real nice So touch. It's, it is all in line. Examples given are like Titanics such as the Questorus Knight or mortals such as the Auxiliary Scions, or not Auxiliary Scions, but um, Solar Auxilia, you know? It's not doing any of the 40k stuff anymore. It's all examples that you will find in the Forge World model line. Yep. But uh, from everything I've seen, everything else is still the same. Um, so, yeah, uh, there, there shouldn't be any main change to core mechanics. 
now I had talked with Steven because there was a big thing that changed as far as psychic powers go, right? Yes. Steven's my go-to guy for psychic powers just because he's been doing it forever. I know Jason is also proficient, but Steven in my mind has been doing it since the day I've met him. So I go to him for it. I used it to chop a tank in half one time. It was a good day. One time. That happened once. Yeah, and I'm still talking about it. It's like I'm only ever going to win one of those Nova trophies, but you're going to hear about it until the day you die. That tank was decommissioned and mothballed, by the way. It was uh, stolen by the word bearers and pressed into service, only to disappoint them greatly. So story time. Um, I tried to... uh, Tank shot. Tank tank shot. Back when we were doing 30k versus 40k. And he death or gloried with a sorcerer that had iron arm on it, I think. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you just split it down in half. You get a penetrating hit, blew it up as it tried to uh, tank shock you. So that was a, that was a good time. Yeah. Um, but as far as the psychic phase goes in Age of Darkness, there's um, two main differences to note. Uh, the first one, which got leaked way ahead of time um, that everyone is aware of, is the change of invisibility to a new power called Mind Howl. Um, so previously, invisibility was a much maligned blessing, which um, made the Psyker and his unit can only be hit in close combat and can only be hit by shooting attacks uh, on sixes. Essentially, shooting attacks were snap-fired, so they were also immune to templates. Um, and what a lot of the community did eventually was they just homebrewed it down to weapon skill, ballistic skill one against that target. Well, Forge World must have been watching us because they replaced Invisibility completely. It is now gone and replaced with Mind Howl, uh, which is a malediction now instead of a blessing. So the target, or the Psyker, picks somebody that they don't like, and I guess they make a scary face at them, and now this target, be it Marine, Mortal, Demon, whatever, uh, is reduced to Weapon Skill 1 and Ballistic Skill 1. So it can only hit other things on 6s. I like that a lot. At, or in five that's pretty combat. good so it's it's a targeted debuff which is really cool yeah um so hey, Steve, of, I, got a, I got a gaming question for you on mind how yeah go ahead so mind how the i think it believe it says unit right so you could use it on a transport you could use it on a vehicle yes uh you can use it on stuff that would you would think is normally immune to a malediction um just for whatever fluff reason you can use to justify. There's nothing that says Mind Howl can't be used against a vehicle. Um, in fact, the first game we played using Mind Howl, I Mind Howled uh, Will's Telemon Dreadnought and uh, made it sad for a turn. Not that no, it mattered. It didn't. It came after you. Yeah, not that it mattered because it made a 12-inch charge and punched my Marigal in the face and made it sad. Well, to me, most vehicles have a squishy bit. I could totally see the Psyker like poking holes in the mind of the driver or the uh, dead guy inside the dreadnought. Yeah, there's plenty of justifications for it as to um, as to why it would work. Uh, but I do like Mind Howl because it really takes a lot away from the the Death Star uh, bias. Is you know, you can bunch up a bunch of people, put a telepathy Psyker in with them, bam, invisible. Have fun. Yeah, I've done it. I mean, I've chased before, sure. You know, whatever. Hate me if you will. But yeah, uh, yeah I've done it. It kind of went from helping you to create a big, giant, scary Death Star to kind of helping you break down a big, giant, scary Death Star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and I David, I want to get back to what you asked. Here. Sorry, Stephen. I just, David no, had asked a, a, about a gamey question. So 
did you have a follow-up to that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. So, like, if you if you mind how a Spartan that's got 10 termies inside and then they jump out the next turn, like, they're not mind-held, right? Like, you're, you're mind-howling the Spartan, not the unit that, inside. That is correct. Because even if you take a dedicated transport for something, say Terminators, um, it still doesn't necessarily... If I, if I recall correctly, dedicated transports do not constitute a part of the unit. They are not uh, considered when you're referring to the unit. So, yeah, that's I just got to wrap my head around that, man. Because that's uh, it's interesting. I agree with you. I think that's the way that is. I don't think there are any other psychic powers out there right now that work quite like Mind Howl. Um, there are. Nothing that is... Um, I mean, mechanics-wise, all maledictions work the same way, right? Yeah, it's they, just they mind reduce your characteristics that, that will some apply way, the debuff in that specific way. But there's other yeah. mind or other maledictions like the um, what's the one that reduces toughness and that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. That is enfeeble. Yeah, that's a, isn't that a uh, malediction? It is. That okay. was correct. Yeah, guys, I know nothing about psychic power. What you just heard deserves applause. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good because that's still more than I know. <laughs> I'm surprised you remembered that the phase existed, all things considered. Yeah, most of the time I argue with you that you make up the phase, but uh, yeah. Yeah, just like you uh, argue that you can't steal the initiative against Ferris Manus. It's in the rules. Hey, Look man. it up. Who actually believed me? Like I did, because I, I trusted you. you. Then. I, I Because you were my friend, and I didn't expect you to lie to me. To my face. Who does that? That'd be like claiming that you have children that you don't have. I don't know, Stephen. Who would make up children? Um, but moving on through the psychic phase, unless anyone has any other questions about mind howl. Oh yeah, hold up one sec. Yeah, I like how they've adjusted it because two, I think something uh, people overlook is that being a malediction now, it's uh, something you can easily improve uh, your deny the witch role against. Whereas before, when it was a buff, you can only ever deny that on a six. Oh, you're right, huh? That if is you correct. Are trying to mind howl a psyker. Yeah. Or somebody yeah, that's, that's, it's it's easier to there's there's a lot more counter that, yeah. to it is is what it is now that it's malediction as opposed to a blessing. Exactly. So general consensus is that uh, it was balanced pretty well. And... Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot better because it went from being uh, a psychic power that worked like nothing else in the game to essentially uh, a psychic test to cause a... Um, it works the same way as blind now. Yeah, oh, just without right the now. actual test. Yeah. They just, ha you're blind now, except you're scared, I guess. Everybody knows No, blind. no fear my ass. Favorite rule in the game. So. But yeah, especially you being as melee-centric as you are, being able to reduce people to weapon skill one before you charge in, I know that's your favorite thing to do. It definitely is. Almost as much as uh, winging somebody in the eyes with it, like on an Overwatch, so yeah. they can't stop their own charge, which that's always nice. But it really helps even out that uh, weapon skill three and four for Mechanicum, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what other psychic stuff changed then? Summoning, um, I thought, changed, right? Well, we there is, mini, yeah, there's a, a mini sort of demon update. There's a um, demons, the, the, the game for summoning demons, as they say in the old country, has changed. What country are you from? Texas. Oh yeah, it's it. I that is you do need yeah. a passport to go to Texas. Yeah. Well, not really so much what, what with NATO and all. Um, we pretend we're a state, but really we all know the truth. Yeah, we're a I mean NATO's got that um, that open borders law thing in place, saying that open borders to all you know yeah. down states. Yeah, for now anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
So what they did with demons, and a lot of people expected there to be like a basic demon uh, codex, so, so to speak, in the back of the Red Book. And that's unfortunately not what happened. We all got a little excited, but it didn't happen. What they've done is they have modified the way that malefic demonology works. So let me pull up the page here. Alrighty, on page 191, for those of you following at home, has replaced uh, malefic demonology, which specifically referenced demon entries out of the codex, the 7th edition codex. So when you say specifically reference, it'd be like, cast this spell to summon blood letters. Cast blood this letters, spell yeah. to summon plague bearers, horrors, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what they've done is they've sort of wiped the slate clean. Now you have lesser demons, demonic beasts, demonic heralds, and greater demons. And as the rules are written, you can use any range of models that you wish to represent these demons, kind of like the same way they do Super for cool. Just militia. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. That is awesome. Yeah, which I'm going to get into a, a fun little overlooked fact about this in a minute. But first, um, so each of these types of demons, lesser, greater, and so on, all have a given stat line. And then when you summon them, you can also give them one of a few rules. You can give them Feel No Pain, Rage, Crusader, or Brotherhood of Psychers. So, for instance, Summoning, which used to read, Summon a unit of ten bloodletters, plague bearers, horrors, or demonettes. Now is just Summon ten lesser demons. Pick whatever lesser demon you want. Pick whatever model you want to use. Pick whatever rule you want to give them. Have fun. That's really cool, dude. I love how open that is because it's like yeah. it doesn't bind you to like oh only slanesh demons. Correct. Now here's the X-Y. here's the cool part is that it is a universal buff to demons themselves because the lesser demon stat line is torn directly from a tactical marine. So you're looking at strength four, toughness four, uh, initiative four, ballistic skill, weapon skill four, demons. Um, which if those of you who recall. Plague bearers were the only ones with toughness four. So if you were using just a lesser summoning and you were summoning horrors or demonettes or bloodletters, you were essentially summoning fancy guardsmen. But now you're summoning oh, marines. Man. Yeah. And they're um, leadership ten. And they are leadership yeah. ten. They still have fear. They still have the five up invuln save. And I believe they have let's see what else we got in here. Uh bu- 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 they have the demon and the fearless special rule. So they're fearless. They have the five up invuln and they cause fear. So it's good times. So I'm not sure if I told you guys this, but I started a Word Bearers army that um, can demons as of just now. Yeah. Here's the cool thing, too, is that previously, in order for basic demonic infantry to really pull their weight, you have to use a lot of synergy regarding the demonic heralds and the loci that you could buy for them as war gear. Well, now, by adding these special rules on, like Feel No Pain or Rage you can essentially uh, make your demonic infantry the way they're supposed to be with regards to theme. So in 7th edition Horus Heresy, if you summoned Plague Bearers, it was just T4 Plague Bearers. They had Shrouded. Normally, Plague Bearers need a HQ and a piece of war gear to get their Fiono Pain. But in this particular instance, you summon lesser demons, you use the Plague Bearer model, and you give them Fiono Pain. And bam, you get your little budget demon squad, and it's going to do cool things. Um, same thing with bloodletters um, and rage. So it's really cool. Um, and a note on Brotherhood of Psychers as well is now summoned demons cannot summon more demons. Um, any demon that oh, yeah. summon mm-hmm, that comes with Brotherhood of Psyker can roll on any table except demonology. But their dice can still be used to then increase the amount of summons. Is that correct? That is correct. 
Oh, well, that's a pretty good way to fuel yep. your uh, summon pool. Um, so you can actually do some cool mix and matching stuff. Like, say you want to summon plague bearers, but you don't want to give them feel no pain. Give them Brotherhood of Psychers and start handing out Biomancy debuffs. Or if you want to be crazy, summon, hell, Bloodletters and give them a Psyker buff because you really hate fluff, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool there. Uh, an extra little note to that as well is that previously you have to, when you summon the demons, you had to buy extra psychic levels for them uh, out of as if they were war gear. So when you summon stuff like um, horrors, you couldn't buy extra levels for them. You couldn't buy extra psychic powers. Same thing with heralds. You could buy 30 points of upgrades, I think, so you could make maybe one of them a psyker. Well, now, uh, lesser demons, if they get Brotherhood of Psyker, are Master Level 1. Demonic Heralds are Master Level 2. Greater Demons, which can also include Demon Princes, are automatically Master Level 3. That is very handy. Yes. Um, So there's some really cool stuff in there. Uh, And this is the thing that I think that uh, is probably going to get overlooked, is the fact that because you can use any model range to represent these demons, and you can't see me, but I'm using air quotes at this point, this actually makes for a really cool modeling opportunity for Tainted Flesh uh, Militia. So Tainted Flesh Militia can take a rogue Psyker as an HQ choice. That Psyker can roll on demonology and can therefore summon demons, which now means that they can use any model range to represent it. So one thing that I was toying around with was the idea of a Men of Iron themed militia list using the rogue psychers as some sort of uh, character that brings in teleporting infantry from wherever the men of iron live uh, the oh, nightmares of the yeah, mechanics just like a, an old planet that's long been forgotten yep and holy shit if these assholes weren't hanging out there yep so you can use all of these demon profiles these stat lines to represent stuff that isn't necessarily a demon you know it could be elite teleporting infantry it could be big scary robots it could be um xenos bioforms it really it's all up to your imagination at that point which i mean really is the best part of the heresy is i mean in in that cults list when they are militia cults they put that rule in there saying you know whatever the planet resources had i mean that's just a huge modeling opportunity same thing with this demon summoning rule i love it i love to see the conversions that can possibly come from this and the army ideas and whatnot that's what yeah. I look forward to the most. Now, as a final side note on this one, there is a, a footnote that says, if you have the old 7th edition Demon Codex and your opponent approves of doing so, you can still use the quote-unquote original demonology rules. So you can still summon, like, Would you want to, Um, I mean, I guess if you were playing it for fluff, uh, but I mean... I wouldn't at this point because the basic demonic summoning table is just so much better now and it's so much more efficient. Well, that's awesome then, man. That's really cool. Is there anything else in psychic powers that have uh, really changed the game? The only thing, uh, no, nothing really changed, but I did see, I did catch something that I thought might've been a hint um, is in the, the basic description of the psychic phase. It states that um, if a model knows a specific discipline, that is, you know, um, tied to their faction, in this particular instance, a legion, then it'll be listed in their profile. And it made me kind of wonder if maybe in the future they're going to bring back uh, legion-specific or chapter-specific psychic powers. Um, like, Oh, yeah, why would they add yeah. that if they weren't future planning, right? 
Yeah, like, I mean, it might just be a different way of saying if someone knows a psychic power, it's going to be listed in their profile. But, you know, it's kind of fun to think that maybe we'll get another Blood Angels psychic power table or word bearers or some sort of weird Iron Warriors shenanigans. Yeah, like that. Uh, what was his name? The Earthseer guy who could talk to the stone. Volbron. Yeah, see, Jason. I love that guy. He's so cool. Yeah. Just puts his hand on the rock. Nope, this ain't no good. All right, build somewhere else. <laughs> All right, um, we're running up in an hour right now. You guys want to take a break and come back here in a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and uh, do that. We'll be right back, everybody. Publicly on his podcast. One does it. All right. It's just a matter of whether or not you admit it. <laughs> Nobody eats pain except for you, Stephen. What, no. what is your favorite flavor, really, pain, Stephen? Uh, lead Belcher, obviously. Lead Belcher. Yeah, the oxide's pretty um, interesting. I will say that. Occasionally, if I'm feeling froggy, I like the uh, <laughs> I like a good I like a good vintage Null oil. Nothing in the afternoon with a nice Agrax Earth shade. Nah, it's nothing to bad at black man. <laughs> Straight up, Jason there's likes J- his Jason. like he likes his women. Abaddon black. <laughs> hey, what? Out of Jason likes his paint like he likes his women out of print. No, Abaddon black. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I hope that I hope that part's not being recorded. Oh, oh no! Hey. Oh no, it's been recorded. I, yeah, I learned I learned my lesson these past few episodes. Guys, question. Let's get yes. back to the demon summoning before we okay. progress. Okay. Okay. We're back everybody. Hey, has, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, pay attention, guys, listening. I'm talking now. Okay? Internet. Um <laughs> This demon summoning thing. You guys seen the new Nurgle models? Is anybody considering getting some of these new Nurgle models for uh, the demon summoning thing? So- I have a $50 Games Workshop gift card that is burning a hole in my pocket right now, and the store is not open tomorrow. I can't go buy a great unclean one. The store observes federal holidays? No, it's just closed on Mondays. Oh, okay. That makes more sense then. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're just really into Martin Luther King. Hell if I know. But uh, Steven, do you like the yeah. new Nurgle models that are coming out? I mean, like... I, I'm kind of torn, man. Like on the one side, I feel like they're. I like they're, the great unclean one, and I like some of the beasts of Nurgle possibilities, but everything else can sit and spin. It is not the cartoonish. Yeah, it's not the it's not quite the grim dark that I expected. I love I love Death Guard. I got into 40k over Death Guard originally, and um, I'm disappointed with everything they've released except Mortarion. Now, are we sure it's just not the paint jobs of this stuff, guys? Because I mean, I think if you did a grim dark paint job on it, it would look much. Better one of the, the one of the plague marines has an abacus. Will an abacus? Like he's Confucius sitting math? there. Like math is dumb. You know how I feel about math. I don't know. I did some Primaris Marines, and I did them up in the same scheme that I use for my 30k Iron Hands, and I think they turned out pretty cool. They looked really good. I just think if you give them the right paint job, not everything in 8th edition looks dumb. Like, most of the Primaris line is really cool. Just, I 
really, right. really don't like 8th edition Death Guard. I think you just hate the math. I think that's it. And that's why you hold a special grudge against the yeah, this guy. It's, I, the I hate math because really of the ridiculous. I mean, the yeah. names. Have you seen like the Abacus um, guy's names? The yeah. Counter or whatever uh, his name is? Yeah. No, none of the other names matter because one of the new models is Sloppity Bagpiper. I God, wish I was making that no up. No way. You're serious. Sloppity Bagpiper. Yeah, he's shit. literally got a bagpipe made of somebody's stomach, and he's just like this little pied jackass pied piper, and it's oh Sloppity God. Bagpiper. And I might be getting it wrong because it might be even stupider. Oh, man. So are they going on tour? Sloppity Bagpiper? The touring locally? Um, I Drop hope not. Kick sloppity. Well, well, discuss amongst yourselves. I'm going to Google it real quick. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like a really obnoxious like band of college kids. You know how they have to work in one novelty instrument? Absolutely. Yeah. God dang it. You're just... Uh, so I feel like this is about to get into a Dave Matthews rant. We can expect the new Slanesh demons to have like a kitar or something, right? Totally. They I better. hope so. Just like, um, or maybe even like key swords, like uh, that one Disney. I want to put a fantasy That game. dumb Kingdom Hearts game. We're done yeah, with this. That was, that was basically just Final Fantasy with Mickey Mouse, right? I, I, I never played it, so it. honestly, I can't say. I don't want to talk about it. The only thing that I've played recently that's as dumb as Kingdom Hearts is Resident Evil 5. We are getting wildly off track here, guys. Yes. Okay. All right. I've got a little something. That yeah, let's go. I noticed. What, what grinds your gears? Okay, what, grind my, what grinds my gears is over in the fortification section. Now, okay, so. You got a page for reference? Yes. Page number 115. The good old Vengeance Weapon Battery. I noticed there are only two weapon profiles in here. The Quad oh, Acres Last Cannon and the Battle Cannon. The oh, Avenger yeah. Gatling so, Cannon is gone. The Avenger Punish the no, the Punisher Gatling oh, Cannon that's right, is gone. That's right. No more heavy twenty shots from twenty four inches away, strength five, no AP. That's lame. Your Emperor has abandoned you. That so basically oh. that kit you know because the kit unless they've changed it in past year or two, only has the Gatling cannon and the battle cannon. There's no Icarus quad cannon in there at all. No, the quad cannon only comes, the Icarus quad cannon only comes from the um, readout. That's the only place you can get yeah. that gun. Or the Aegis yeah. defense. Mm, no, it doesn't come with the Icarus. No, no, so there's, there's a quad, there's like a quad auto cannon, but the quad las cannon is out of the Firestorm readout. They don't have them. Well, you could get it if you bought the, um, what is it? What does Ryan Kimmel call it? The uh, Dark Angels Barbie Dream House. Yes, that has the uh, that has the last cannon. No, it the doesn't. Last cannon. On it it. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. It has a twin barreled last cannon. Do you guys not know your kits? Steven? No, I don't Steven. buy fortifications. I'm not an imperial fist player. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm sad to see that go. And just yeah, and you notice it. It's not in any of the entries. It's not nope. in the readout. It's not in the anywhere. It's gone. It's completely yep. gone. So that's half of that kit. Just worthless now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love to see. I'd love send us your conversions of your Punisher Gatling cannon, Punisher Gatling cannons into Quad Acres Las cannons at Remembrancers Retreat, please. Like that Facebook page one more time, Jesse. Remembrancers Retreat on Facebook, 
And also hey, follow our webpage? event web. <laughs> ah, okay. Follow us, Richmond 30K. Remember to source retreat, richmond30k.com. There we go. And rva30k at gmail.com. That can Does anyone remember the, um, anyone else reminded of the old Homestar Runner intro? Homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. <laughs> what? Gosh, no, nobody remembers. Know. Jesse, Jesse, please. Dude. Steven, <laughs> Steven, you're about to lose speaking privileges because you can't just go making shit up like you're, that. You're, you're I think he's making me. that anyone? up. No, <laughs> I'm not. You know, comments, please. If anyone, if anyone remembers this, please comment, please We're help me Steven from exactly. having his mic privileges revoked. No, fortifications. So yeah, I, I feel like fortifications. Age. Fucking fortifications, man. Just yeah, like Age of Darkness did. Uh, Forge World did 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 us a solid in terms of taking Stronghold Assault and uh, for the majority of Stronghold Assault, porting it into um, you know uh, Age of Darkness Horse Heresy, right? So a lot of that book made it into the core rules of what uh, Horse Heresy is now, which is awesome. A significant portion of it did not. So the Wall of Martyrs stuff, which is what Jesse's talking about, which is now the Vengeance, I guess, what, Vengeance Weapon Battery, all that. Well, no, the Vengeance Weapon Battery was always its own thing. It was It's part of the whole um, Wall of Martyr sort of theme, along with the Firestorm readout and the defense emplacements and the bunker and the defense line. Those are all in there. But if you were looking for that kit, like if you wanted to go buy it off the shelf, like you were looking for Wall of Martyrs, the Vengeance Weapon Battery. Um, so that's, that is what that is. But I feel like the bummer here, right, is there are fortifications that did not make it into the core rules, which sort of leaves, I guess it leaves that to interpretation, right? So the void shield generator, Will was mentioning earlier, the um, fortress of redemption, those things seem to be missing from core rules. So does that mean those are just, you can't take those anymore? Do you proxy those as something else? Like, well, what, hold on, let's back up and think. How many times have you written a list with a vortex or a void shield generator or fortress of redemption in it? Well, maybe if I mean, Jared was you here, he'd be able to don't tell us. Actually, write list for those. I don't think you put those down as scenery and you play them. And the rules in here still allow for all that. You know, you you wouldn't pay points on that kind of stuff. At least I wouldn't. I've never wanted people to pay points for scenery. If you bring scenery, I generally will let people put it down for free because it's part of the theme of the table. Void shield generator was not scenery, man. <laughs> that was fucking legit, dude. Right, but I played because if you just plop down a void shield generator in the middle of it, just looks out of place. I don't know. I, I'm real big on table theme, though. Yeah, I mean, back in the back when the void shield generator first got released, it was definitely getting written into lists because hello, it's a void shield generator. Um, but I think by the time that heresy became as big as it is, uh, that the void shield generator fad had kind of passed. Not the least reason being that it's a $100 kit for some pieces of square plastic. Yeah, but I want to talk, I want to talk about this with, with Will, because like, I you're point out that the gears on the void shield generator, void shield generator move. 
What? If you twist it. Yep. It's like a bunch of gears, interlocking gears that you've twist one, they'll all twist. My two cents for that hundred dollar kit. It's pretty good. Worth it now. Yeah, definitely worth. But Will, I mean, are you opposed to people taking fortifications in their list? Absolutely. I am. I think if you want to bring fortifications, talk to the EO, and we will set it on the table beforehand, and you can play it. We'll put it in your deployment zone, but it doesn't need, you don't need to take points out of it. I think that it needs to be in theme. It needs to be like an attack and defender thing. I don't like the idea of just, we're supposed to be striking, the you know, doing a quick raid on this city, and all of a sudden, oh, let's heavy drop this bunker in right in the middle of the street here. I mean, I'm sure it happens. I, I, you know, there's fluff of it happening, but I don't like it. When somebody takes a Lord of War fortification, that's a Lord of War core choice now in a game. So what, what would I do? They're no longer fortifications. They're Lord of War choices. So well, that's you, the way it's been for a while since for Age of Darkness. Anyways, if it's you're above 500 points and or you have a D weapon, then um, no, it counted as a massive fortification, so right, which took up your Lord of War slot took up your fortification slot. No, sir. No, sir. If you look back at the last Legion book, it took up your right of war, your uh, um, Lord of War. Lord of War slot. I think Will's right on this one. It was part of the uh, Lord of War selection slot. I have to figure out. So what do you do then if you're a TO or an EO and somebody wants to bring the fucking Primus Redow? I ask them if they have a table that is painted in theme with the Primaris Redoubt. If so, they can bring the table and just play that whole thing and have an awesome themed battle where they defend their Primaris Redoubt and somebody is attacking their fortification. It's just got to have theme, man. I don't like seeing stuff just randomly plotted down. And that's no different than like 40K where you'll see like a mountain and a building and a water spout and then snow terrain on the board. It just it just doesn't make sense. What about people as far as events, we're talking about events right now. As far as events go, I think most of them cut out again this is anyway. for only events so, I'm, i yeah. don't care if it's a pickup game whatever i'm talking events events will like disallow fortifications i i mean, i get that right but like but it, it just sort of it becomes like uh like ages defense lines for solar auxilia not fortifications right taken as troop choices or yeah and that's a little different because it's a smaller little line of barricades that are just plopped up uh, this is just my preference, you know, obviously. It becomes it sort of... Like, it's all up to the EO and whoever you're playing against. Yeah. It's it's all a matter of personal preference, I guess. I have events I run, though. I don't allow fortifications for the theme of it. But, like, I always encourage people, tell me if there's a fortification you want to use in a game, and we'll make it work. That's fair. I, I think fortifications. Do you guys think fortifications are going to become more a part of heresy now that stronghold assault has been brought in to the core rules, or do you think fortifications are still going to be like, uh, you know, um, thematic narrative type of? Well, I mean, everything's narrative, but like, do you I, think it's going to be more? I, I don't think it's going to change much. This yeah, book itself I think we'll really didn't to see fundamentally. It the, way we do. the book itself didn't really fundamentally change how we look at the Horus heresy, so I don't think you'll see too much difference just because the book came out. That's it. I'm almost positive you're still going to see Iron Warriors running um, what's that loyalist Iron Warrior guy with a bastion and then 
or not a bastion, but uh, then with a bunker and then their um, heavy support uh, last cannon guides inside. I still think you're going to see that because it's a good it's a good little combo, you know. Kier Valen. Yeah, Kier Valen. The, the, uh, the guy with the messed up eye. With like seven, you know, what is it? Eight havocs inside of a bunker is like your go to thing for most iron warriors. Yeah, and I'm still sure you're going to see that, but I don't think people. No, I, I still don't think people are going to be bringing Primaris readouts to games or Bastions to games. It's just, you look at the points, you look at what they offer, you look at the types of games you're playing, where it's like, well, your fortifications aren't going to score anything for you. They might keep you guys alive, but then you're like stuck in the backfield and you're not advancing up the field, capturing objectives like you should be. Um, they're just better in themed games, like defense or attack games or Planet Strike and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of a lot of like rights of war will limit as a uh um you know, as like an option. So I think that's cool. I'm glad they brought it into the book. I'm glad they brought it into the core rules. I think it makes it legit. It's cool. It's, it it gives people an opportunity to sort of explore some of the uh the add-ons to fortifications like ammo dumps and barricades and yeah, exactly. Um, it's nice to see that they brought like a lot of the good stuff still over, right? Like the crashed Imperial Lander, you know, unstable fuel core, mm-hmm. nothing of note, Archaeotech cargo, like that kind of stuff is really cool. And and I, I hope it makes people build terrain that you can like interact with, right? Instead of having this like bowl, which is like, oh, we're just going to call that ruins. Like, no, man, fucking call that... Uh, Something out of the out of the core rules. Call it something that you can interact with. Call it something that you can like, you know, lob a demolisher cannon at and uh, and blow it up. Do four whole points, take it down, and then the guys hiding behind it no longer have a site or you know a, a four up involve or you know cover save. Maybe I, I would like to have boards. I would like to have tables that you can interact with. I think that would be, yeah, that would be amazing. That's actually used the way it should be. Yes. Not just like that's there for looks. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and with the uh, Istvan five board that I'm doing, uh, all this stuff is going to be on there. You know, it's a whole bunch of defense emplacements and weapon batteries and all that kind of stuff. And I expect everybody to use them as they are listed because it's going to be a huge part of keeping loyalists alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. It'll be like in Star Wars on Hoth, you just jump into those turrets and just start blowing them away. Yeah, man. Oh, God, it's going to be so badass. I hope you all are ready. <laughs> I'm going to try to do my sons of horrors. I'm going to, try to, going to try to build them, try to paint them. I got, what, eight months? Seven yeah, months? If nothing else, I'll just run you as Iron Hands, because, you know, okay. your black armor is fine. Fair enough. But yeah, David, I definitely agree. I do want to see more terrain used, and I want it to be used appropriately as like fortifications and buildings, not just like, oh, well, this bastion, we're just going to give that, you know, the ruins four plus or whatever. So, does anybody have anything else then? Oh, yeah, there is one last thing I wanted to talk about. So. Guys, if you follow along with me uh, in the new Age of Darkness rulebook on uh, page 177, uh, inside the uh, ranged weapons of the Age of Darkness, uh, 
section here, uh, you can almost audibly hear uh, custodies and uh, legion players kind of breathing a little easier because their uh, mechanicum bugbear of the graviton imploder has uh, changed in their favor. What a little bit. It? I mean, it's still AP2. It's still salvo, concussion. It's got this okay. new rule, graviton pulse, though. Yeah, so, so yeah. let's check this out here. So, uh, looking back in the uh, Mechanicum Togmata Red Book, uh, this one is on page 108. Uh, the Graviton Imploder is range 18 inches, uh, strength asterisk, AP2, uh, salvo 2-4, concussive, and graviton. So graviton is that rule we all knew and loved or hated, depending on what you played. Um, the roll needed to wound when firing this weapon is equal to the usual armor save of the target to a minimum of 6+. plus. When resolving a hit against a vehicle, roll d6 for each hit rather than for armor penetration as normal. On each hit result of a 6, the target suffers an immobilized result and loses a hull point. Uh, has no effect on buildings. So, which the thing uh, is, Mechanicum players know and love those Graviton imploders because almost every Mechanicum player had a squad of Myrmidons with these things. And Myrmidons have preferred enemy everything. It literally says everything with an exclamation point in uh, brackets. So, they're ballistic skill 5, so they're hitting everything on a 2 and rerolling those ones. And then with these Graviton imploders, when you're shooting at something big and scary, it normally has a 2-plus armor save. So then again, too, you're normally rolling a 2 to wound, re-rolling 1s. Uh, most of the time, you could more or less just pick up the number of shots you had and hand that to the other dude so he could start rolling whatever saves he had left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucked. Um, I've lost entire, you know... Terminator squads, this kind of stuff. I mean, four Pretty plus nasty. symbol, uh, or better yet, when you do it on poor little tactical marines, and they they just eat shit. They get oh, yeah. nothing. Those poor sad little bastards. Unless their plot in life is to die, though. So you know, yeah. no big loss. But uh, if we mosey on back to page one seventy seven in the new AOD rulebook, you find the new graviton imploder. So the deal there. The big change, first, they're, uh, well, they're still AP2, they're still Salvo 2-4, concussive. Uh, now they have Graviton Pulse, just like the other Graviton weapons. And this, you'll see the little asterisk there, check it out on page 164. So, moseying on over there. Uh, you got Graviton Pulse. Instead of rolling a wound normally, any model caught in the blast must roll equal to or under their strength. So, strength check. Uh, six is always a failure. And then after it's been fired, you leave the blast marker in place. It's now difficult terrain and dangerous terrain. So this caused a little mini uproar. Because uh, they are not nearly uh, as good as they were. Uh, they're not blast either, right? They are not blast either, so that wording is a little bit awkward. Um, the thing is... Strength checks aren't that difficult to pass. Uh, not for, uh, you know, definitely not for Marines. Definitely, definitely not for Custodians. But, um, 
It caused a little bit of an uproar. Uh, you had some folks debating on whether it was this or, you know, the old Mechanicum rules, that old argument of a specific... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Um, this is a change to all gravity weapons. They're no longer haywire. They are not. No. Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. They are. I'm sorry. Wait. Are you? It's the last roll. Well, calm down. You can't. Oh, you can't go and yeah. tease yeah. me I like that. Want to cause a, a huge panic among the internet. So we're good. Continue. <laughs> no, there are people listening right now who immediately stopped the podcast and they're po- they're posting on their blogs right now. Will Lancaster said they don't have haywire anymore. Dear remembrances retreat. Graviton cannons still have haywire. No, guns and cannons have haywire. Imploders do not. So what do they do against armor, then? So, uh, this is kind of interesting, too. Uh, This immediately fueled a bunch of little debates online over whether you have to use these rules, because this is like, you know, the Age of Darkness general rulebook, the argument was uh, your Mechanicum Tagmata army list took precedence because, you know, those are the quote-unquote better rules. So they were actually circulating a little uh, FAQ at the uh, Horus Heresy Weekender here, just a little while past. Um, two things they add to the Graviton Imploder. So they add the ex- more or less the exact same uh, Torsion Crusher rule that the leviathan grav bombard has in that you roll 3d6 for damage uh when you shoot at armor and they also have a little footnote there that uh almost as if forge world were uh reading you know different forum and facebook posts complaining uh trying to figure out a loophole to get the good old graviton imploders back uh their little footnote says this specific uh new Graviton Imploder rule set takes precedence over any and all books that have come before it. Get fucked, you <laughs> gamey bitches. I hope you like it. Ooh, By the way, take that salt. So, I mean, as a dedicated Mechanicum player, at first I was, yeah. I want to be irritated by it because it is. it is making custodians and Astartes sleep easier at night. Custodians need help, okay? I mean, yeah. why? Don't give them a good-natured hard time. It's they like are the a, weakest army in the game. <laughs> totally, uh, it's like a good-natured football rivalry. You know, you got to you got to give your buddies a hard time about it. But honestly, I liked the old graviton imploders, but I hadn't used them in months. Uh, occasionally, I'd bring them out, you know, for like a mega battle or some such. But uh, they I think were you a were little over the top. I'm not going to debate that. Yeah, I think you weren't using them because they were... You you knew that they were good, and you're the kind of guy yeah. who is like, I don't want to be an asshole all the time, just on yeah. certain occasions. So you'd bring them out to like mega battles, right? Which are you know supposed to be fun, and like it's one team versus another team and that. Yeah, but I noticed yeah. in your 1v1 games, you're, you don't bring them, which is, you know, cool. Again, that's self-regulation. Jason's probably the best person I know at self-regulation. Next to myself. I mean, it is one... Of course. You self-regulate by right. just getting you rid of the your army. paragon of self-regulation. But that's one of the biggest things as a Mechanicum player. I try and dispel the myth that Mechanicum are overpowered and there's nothing anybody can do against them. I always like to have that conversation. I'll show an opponent my list, you know, before we play a game or a couple days before and ask, like, hey, do you think this would be fun to play against? And I think that's the big part of it. 
So, Jason, you're not you're you're not lamenting the loss of of uh, 40k grav. I'm really not. Like, I mean, like some people have said that, like, oh, this was this was the way Mechanicum can kill Primarchs, right? Like that you guys don't have any other way to kill Primarchs. Like, I've, I've heard that on like except for Scoria. That is fake rules. Um, Mechanicum have plenty of ways to beat Primarchs. Uh, the funniest yet, um, everybody's scared of Magnus in that uh, Crimson King list of just, you know, teleporting down and deeing all your stuff to get, uh, you know, to death. Uh, the first time I ever played against that list, I waited for Magnus to come down, and then I just dogpiled him under robots. It worked really well, and it was hilarious for both me and my uh, Thousand Sun opponent. Good times were had. But we've got plenty of options outside of Graviton imploders. I'm not going to lie, it is really funny to just, like, crush a Primark with gravity, like, you know, a beer can at a frat party. But we have a wealth of options outside of that. Jason, when you do that, do you actually grab the person's model and smash it on your head and then, like, chug a six-pack? Actually... I've gotten out of those days. You know, my forehead is not nearly as tough as it used to be. I'm out of practice. I'm yeah, on my third Lord. I'm on my third Lorgar model because Jason just keeps like <laughs> pounding them against his head. Well, it's because Lorgar is a turd and he deserves it. I've resorted to recasting my Lorgar just because at this point it's cheaper. Because uh, Jason just, just keeps destroying my model. Yeah. Episode with with Jason just talking about like. Uh, grab graviton imploder recovery, right? Like with mechanicum players, like things gonna be okay. You're gonna get yeah, over it's this. It's like a support group. My name is Jason Flynn. Hello, <laughs> Jason. It's been three months since I've last used gravidons. Gravidons, or did you just say graviton? It's. Uh, I think you said gravidons. We, we it's a poor one too. It's monsters. yeah. It's myrmidons or gravidons. Oh damn! You just gravidons, blew my mind, Steven. You just blew my mind. Pow. Gravidons roll out. Yeah, it's like a celebrity couple name. Roll out. <laughs> and just as obnoxious. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, we noticed that change. Was there any other big changes from um, the book? Oh, oh. Uh, veterans, sniper rule, no longer, well, I guess all sniper rule, no longer works on blast and templates. Is That's that a huge in change. the book right now, or is that in the um, FAQ? That's in the that FAQ. So let's talk I'd, about the FAQ, yeah. right? I'd, I'd wait on that one until there's an official one out that everybody that is can download. Yeah, wild speculation right now. Okay. Wild speculation. Well, right. hats ready. I think, I think they're going to remove veterans entirely. They're just like, at this point in the war, all the veterans have died, so there's no point to have them in the list anymore. So that's my gone, wild speculation. Gone. Legion specifics are gone. It's basically just the tactical party hour. We're going to <laughs> introduce move distance on all stat cards, uh, and then your to hit and to wound will all be regulated by a single modifier on your table. You're gonna. There's gonna be a storm in the fire, or there's gonna be a storm in the comments sections of people who's saying that's a good idea, and people who are like, "No, stop it." Yeah, you're gonna hurt us. But no, um, the veteran thing. I really think that is sticking. I mean, that's not speculation. We have seen that 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 was been tossed around, and I'm pretty sure it'll be up on maybe next week. Um, but yeah, that's interesting because 
if you had salamanders that all had flamers because you wanted that um, plus one strength of the flamer or combi flamer, and you were using that to snipe people, which you do see quite often, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's a no go anymore. You're just rolling regular wounds now, no longer sniping. Which, guys, let's make sense. Um, it makes sense, right? Because you can't snipe with a flamethrower. I, I don't think you can. <laughs> it does, too. They're small. A whole bunch of Death Guard players. Of that being the case before. Like, uh, in the Solar Auxilia list, the tank commander, they're very specifically point out uh, one of the skills you can select is precision sots. And the little footnote to that is does not affect weapons with template or blast markers. So it kind of seems like they've been moving that direction for a little while now. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Well, does anybody have uh, anything else? No, I think I'm good. Expecting to see Horus Heresy 2nd Edition come next year, maybe? Um, I don't know. Did they say they were going to do an annual thing? Ah, I have no clue. I'm just, just we haven't heard bullshitting right now. AOD, um, change it. I think what they're just going to do, by the way, everybody who's listening, this is not called 7.1 or 7th edition Forge World or anything like that. It's Age of Darkness, and this is the first version. So AOD version 1.0, people. AOD 1. Yep. And uh, henceforth, one. the timeline will be BC AOD. Or Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Before Christ, Age sense. of Darkness? There's nothing BCAOD now. No. Or yeah, there was the Age of Darkness. Zero. There was um, nothing. I think, I think any amendments I want to make to this core rule will come in future Black Books. Sounds like re- sounds, it sounds reasonable. Every two we or three call, years they'll redo it, you know? We can call Black Books 1 through 7 the Great Crusade and just throw everybody off. Yeah. Now it's the Horus Heresy. Anything else is going to be the scouring. Then, you know, at some point, book 20, Black Book's going to have the beast. And, you know, we'll all go from there. Just continue, yeah. Just don't stop the train. Until all of a sudden we wind back exactly where we are 30 years later. Or, you or know. the Beast Awakens rulebook. Just have that as its own. Yeah. A lot of people like rules. that series. It would be cool to see it branch off into its own little minis game. You just could like totally this, do you know. it. I mean, yeah. just have rules for orcs, basically. And some Absolutely. Other shit. I mean, they still had Primarchs, a few of them anyway. Yeah, I think so. Dorn and uh, Reboot, hey, maybe. Uh, I, I think sure. um, Vulcan was the only Primarch that's still kicking as of uh, the beast. Was he? Okay. Was it? Yeah. I, man, I don't know. I, you're right. I think it was just Vulcan. I thought there was another one. Gilliman, wasn't it? Wasn't Gilliman? Nah, nah Gilliman had been throw, shanked by Fulgrim by then. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I think that's it then. Um, this is a regular weekly episode. So, Stephen, do you have a new segment you want to do trivia, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so here in Richmond 30K, we every year around Christmas time, we have the um, the Heresy Trivia Contest, and whoever wins gets crowned lore master uh, for the year. Um, 2017, we had Jason. 2018, it's me. Uh, but for those of you who listen and are in Richmond, you know, I thought it would be kind of fun to pose to you some trivia questions that uh, you don't necessarily, uh, you wouldn't necessarily know off the top of your head. This is, this is from a long list of questions labeled 
very hard. Um, and so next week's episode, we're going to give the answer to it. But this week, you're getting the question. That's so, um, two weeks from now, Stephen. Yes. Yeah. I'm the I'm the trivia man, not the timekeeper. You don't fancy time, but you love trivia. Got it. I, I do really love trivia. So what's the question? So uh, this question, you will be able to find the answer to it in the Horus Heresy novel Fulgrim. Uh, as of the time of the cleansing of the Lair, how old is the third Legion flagship Pride of the Emperor? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah I, know. I already know that one. All right, <laughs> well, Jason's. fine. Jason's not allowed to answer. And he's not allowed to comment either, telling people the answer. Oh, well, I so, guess we'll find out in two weeks from now. Then. Yeah, in Exciting two weeks, you will stuff. learn the answer. And that's all from me. Very cool. Is there, there going to be like a prize? Should people post on our Facebook page? And I don't know, should we do, should we do some kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yearly thing, right? If you've gotten the most questions right at the end of the year, we can do something for them. We can can definitely see something about that. Ship you like a fresh turd or something. I don't know what people like these days. (laughs) Yeah, that's all the kids. I don't know what's hip. (laughs) What are they like? Those Tamagotchis, right? Yeah, we'll just ship you like 40 Tamagotchis. Good luck keeping all of them alive. (laughs) Come back to us in a year, and if all 40 are still alive, you get the real prize. I had to quit my full-time job because of all these goddamn Tamagotchis. But hey, street cred. Yeah. Big, big pimping with all them Tamagotchis. Well, I think that's it. Before we continue ranting. um, So yeah, we will see you in another two weeks, listeners. We'll see you because we've got camera access to all your computers, but you won't see us. So uh, anybody got anything else? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Why do you have to talk like that? Hey, guys. Bye. I don't like it. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Remembrancers Retreat. For information on upcoming events with our local gaming group, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Richmond30K.